welcome to this week's episode of the Back to Back Films Podcast. This week, Byron is gone, so we're doing another mini-episode covering Neil Blomkamp's Oats Studios and their short films Raka, Firebase, Zygote, Cooking with Bill, and God. Yeah. Um, God. <laughs> the, the God one was pretty hilarious. Uh, as always, one. we recommend... Uh, as always, I recommend that you watch the films we'll be discussing before listening to the episode because of spoilers. I'm your host, Keith. And, God, I'm so used to hearing Byron's name after that. Uh, I know, this right? Is, this is Jake. This is depressingly Jake. <laughs> depressingly Jake. <clears throat> um, yeah. So, unless you have any big updates on anything, we can move right along into the um, topic. <clears throat> I no big updates. Saw a couple movies, you know. Watched Dunkirk and IMAX, and that was sweet. Um, highly oh yeah, recommend. I saw a couple too. Uh, let's see what else. I, I watched a couple other movies. You you go ahead. I I have, I have some too. What did I watch? I watched um, Repulsion, the Polanski film, which I had really high expectations for and fell short of the expectations. Uh, it was okay, but I don't know. I guess I was just expecting more. I'm kind of always disappointed by Polanski's earlier films. <laughs> um, like, I didn't like Rosemary's Baby, like, at all. I thought that movie was super dumb. Um, but nice. The Pianist is good. So, it's all I don't about know, I'm still penis. giving him... It's all about Yeah. Uh, I'm still giving him a chance, though. Like, I, uh, I still need to watch Chinatown, which is probably a travesty to anyone listening um, but I think I'll like that one. So I'm still giving him chances. I haven't written him off completely just yet. Um, and then I watched The Void, which I loved. Five stars. Almost a perfect movie, honestly. Is that a Polanski movie? The Void? No. Yeah, no. The Void is like that. Is the movie that came out like last year, the horror movie. Hmm. It's yeah, like... I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't watch it. Oh, I mean, I don't know, like... I don't know if it'd be your type of movie. It's like super effects oh. <clears throat> heavy, gory. I'm gonna horror. watch it. I'm gonna watch it, and I'm gonna I, and you're gonna I'm gonna disprove you, dude. You should. It was a super good movie. Um, I'm kind of mad I didn't go see it in theaters when tastes. it came through. I don't know. It's just it's hard. I mean, you like the thing. It's like the void is like this weird mashup of like the thing, Hellraiser, George Romero, um. Who else did I have listed on there? Um, Lucio Fulci was lo- was listed as a big influence, and then, mm. um, God, I had others, others, but like there's like seven different like it's directors like 80s. and movies that are essentially 80s like, horror. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, in that's it's not like eighties cheese, like 80s but it's like style. that style of like yeah, yeah, like that look, um, like Stranger yeah. Things. Yeah, some, there's some Stranger Things influence on there. Oh, Terrence Malick-ish, too, in the sense that they had like these insert, insert shots that were all, like, you know, esoteric and, like, oh. kind of experimental. John Car- yeah, John Carpenter, the thing. I said Clive Barker with Hellraiser, Romero. Lovecraft, for sure, because of, like, the tentacly, like, uh, style of aliens. Or, not aliens, they're interdimensional creatures. So, like, they're, like, all, like, tentacly and, like... They kind of look like they basically have like crazy forms of cancer almost too. Like, oh, weird. 
also alien you know there's like this kind of like isolation factor and the way that the monster like kind of like injects itself into humans is sort of alienist so it's like this crazy mashup of all these different like horror movies and whatnot and you know it kind of got crappy reviews because like the ending gets kind of weird um but I guess they made it on like a micro budget, and it's like super it's practical cra- it effects. It was uh, crowd crowdfunded. Yeah, I was reading about it. Yeah, Indiegogo. Yeah. Exactly, Indiegogo movie. and it's like a crazy ambitious project that they that they did. Um, it's cool, and yeah, I, I I dug it a lot. I thought pretty much everything about it was spot on. One of the better horror movies to come out recently. So nice, That's definitely cool. worth it. Um, <clears throat> um, I think he, those are the only two oh. I watched. Go ahead. Hey, um, let's pause for a second. I'm getting some feedback in my microphone, so let's just both pause at the same time, and I'll address it, and then we'll record. Start recording again. Okay, pausing. Okay, pausing. Yep, recording. and recording. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, so yeah, we had to take a quick pause. Yeah, there, quick, but... quick pause. It was Keith's fault, not mine, of course. <laughs> um, but hey, I watched. Um, I watched Popstar, uh, the Andy Samberg movie, um, you know, with Lonely Island guys. And actually, it, it was pretty good. It felt, um, it was not what I was expecting at all, because I didn't really know that much about it going in, except that it was like Lonely Island, which, who doesn't love Lonely Island? Um, and it was, like, like super, like, it felt more experimental- than you would see in like a mockumentary like it felt like a different kind of mockumentary like it they used a lot more talking heads than they normally did and um kind of leaned on it a little bit but uh overall it it was like kind of cool that they were uh doing this thing that was like a little bit different and maybe i I don't want to say more risky oh maybe a little bit more risky but like it, it it wasn't like as safe as I thought it would be, um, and that's I was pleasantly surprised by that. Like it seemed like they were tri- they were doing some unconventional storytelling. Um, so that's always cool. Yeah. So it was kind of it was kind of nice. Like it was kind of nice. Um, but yeah, I watched that and uh, and Dunkirk. I don't think I've ever heard of it, honestly. Of uh, uh, pop star. Yeah, it came I don't out, think I've ever heard. Came of out it. last year, uh, but it, you know it's like Lonely Island guys. Um, they're in a band uh, called. Oh God, what is their band name? <laughs> their band name is. <laughs> a, this isn't. This isn't the movie uh, that I that I prepared for. This isn't the movie. Um, plot, 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 plot. Um, the Style Boys. That's what they call themselves. Uh, but anyways, yeah. This st- and, and it was it was nice. pretty good. The Style Boys. Nice. It was good. It was and nice. Then Dun- and then you saw Dunkirk, and so did Byron, which we'll be talking about next week. So we don't want to go too deep into yeah. that. Yeah, but all you know, all um, I gotta say is IMAX and the Boeing IMAX in Seattle. That's the way to do it. You got the, um, you know, the, and that was in the one three three, right? Yeah, that was in the one three three ratio. So it's a little more square. So if you see it in theaters, or if you see it. Um, and even in like a digital IMAX, uh, or not just digital, because I saw it in digital IMAX. Technically, it was just it wasn't cropped. If you see it in like the IMAXs that are like in AMC or Regal, um, they're going to be the more rectangular ones. But this movie was shot in, intentionally uh, for 
that that more square ratio. Um, Dude, that sucks. If it is, if that's the case, I was gonna call the Regal here in town to see how they're showing it before going to. I mean, I have to see it regardless, but I wanted to see it in IMAX. Right. Uh, it's worth. It's honestly, I think what's more important than the ratio is the sound. Um, and really, I think any IMAX is going to get you there. Um, yeah, but I want to see it in the way that it was like, like you know. visually. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you, you get a you miss a lot in the frame once they crop it to that. Yeah, because they crop it to two, three, five, right? Yeah, so it's like half the movie's gone. But they, but they, exactly. they crop it in. Um, you know, it's not like you're missing content or anything. You know, it's it, like maybe you're missing. You know, like random things here and there like the edge of the beach um there's one shot in particular that i noticed that was like oh this is like way better square because it's just like how it was framed and how it was um you know like kind of put put out there uh it just it, yeah. it, 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 it gave you a real sense of loneliness just this like one shot and for me that was like worth going and seeing it in, in boeing but that you know that's not a I, I bet you most moviegoers don't don't care about any of that. Uh, but they're they're not the ones totally. who are seeing Dunkirk. You know, most moviegoers. So, uh, but yeah, if you want to see Dunkirk, definitely go see it with the good sound. I think this good sound is important. But if you if you can't see it in the in the square format, def, definitely definitely do that. Try and find a theater that <laughs> so has see- that. And I, as far as like seeing it in seventy millimeter or not, I'm, you do whatever you want. You know, if you really like that stuff, but I saw it in digital, um, and it was in the square format. Uh, but some of the seventy millimeter stuff is cropped, so you gotta like Cinerama. I don't think that's they cropped that for that movie theater because they don't have like a screen that is an an actual IMAX screen. Um, so yeah, just you know, yeah, look, look, pick, pick, pick and choose, choose what you want. I haven't heard of too many seventy millimeter showings for it, so. I mean, it, I don't, there's not a lot. Uh, Cinerama, yeah, they 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 got it. They brought they they bought like a 70 millimeter projector, and they are doing a festival too, coming up soon. Should be fun. Oh, that's right. You sent that link where they're showing like hateful. They're showing a ton Lawrence of movies. Radio, which, dude. I'm so excited. Dude, and um, Baraka. Oh, I saw that too. I'm pretty sure Sam Sar is on there too. Dude, those are 100% worth it. I know. And yeah, I those are the ones I'm I don't know how much see. the tickets are. I don't know either. I don't know if I can afford to I'm go, I'm just going. Actually. I'm just going. I'm not, I'm not planning a wedding anymore. I'm just kidding. We still, we're still getting married. <laughs> um, I, I, I need to. I need it. I need it. I haven't, I haven't seen Lawrence of Arabia. I haven't seen it. Dude, so this I haven't is like either, a perfect so. opportunity to do it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a huge listing that they're doing for that 70 millimeter showing, which is awesome. Um... But yeah, if you, I mean, I think the seeing it in the square is more important. But like you said, if if the sound is that good, then yeah, fork out a couple of bucks, go to the RPX showing. Do the sound. RPX is better sound. Yeah, so. yeah, it's totally worth it. I mean, yeah. I think this it's it's worth going. Just I mean, the sound I think is more important than the image. You know, in yeah. this movie, um, so because yeah, I mean that's. If I had to pick, I would I would pick good sound over the square, for sure. Okay, any day. That's good to any know. Any day. Sweet. Yeah, we're gonna be like I said, we're covering it next week when Byron comes back, starting our war series, which will kind of be like an ongoing 
series because there's like so many war films out there. Um, I thought I thought it was crazy. just Dunkirk and uh, Saving Private Ryan. I thought that was it. Those no Hell's Angels. Oh, and Hell's Angels. Okay, yeah, there's three of them. No, like the way I mean, we could talk about it later, but the way I thought about it was like every once in a while we throw in a couple of war movies because like yeah, we just you automatically it. have these crazy productions and you know. Like fun, war movies just take about. so much to make. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's like they um, do all these practical things that you can't you exactly. see in medieval movies, but um, you know even that's kind of dying away. But you, you you know like a lot of w- good war films like they're not like as CG intensive. You know they're using old exactly. shit that they've used forever, um, and it's it's kind of cool. Like Dunkirk is like that. You know using the old planes, uh, using nice. the fucking ships like. There's visual effects in it, but man, I couldn't even tell. <laughs> Which is perfect. Awesome. It's the best visual effects. Is when you I'm can't even fucking to see it. tell. Yeah, you yeah. should be. You should be. You should it. be. It's a giant circle jerk right now about this movie, but <laughs> rightfully so. Because <laughs> it's Nolan, and everyone loves. Everyone Nolan. loves Nolan. I mean, yeah. he is. He is. Uh, I will admit, he's he's probably the most overrated director right now. Um, yeah. But I mean. He's really fucking good, so I don't, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you know, a lot of people know about him and love him, and it's all our generation, you know. Um, and it, and yeah, he's our generation's filmmaker for sure. Yeah, for like, sure. Tarantino came out like slightly before us, I think, but you know, Nolan came out like around us. So, and he did Batman, which you know. Just Batman, the heartstrings of so many people. Batman, Inception. I wasn't even into Batman until Christopher Nolan came around. You know, I didn't even realize I was. You know, like I, I was a, yeah. I was a Nolan guy. Not, a, I'm not. See, I'm not. I like Batman, but I don't know. I mean, Dark Knight. I mean, still Dark Knight. It's a great movie. It's, it's, it's a great best. movie. You just, you, yeah. But you can't. You can't. I think Dunkirk uh, is is uh, more Nolan. That more Chris Nolan than than we've seen in a lot of his other movies, um, you know, like Inception, that nice. convoluted Inception movie, which wasn't that convoluted. That that felt Nolan-y, but it felt like Studio Nolan. You know, this feels yeah. like he's like doing the art. Like it feels it feels like an art film. You know, just like a yeah. big budget art film, and it's super cool. Plus, Hoyt Van Hoytema is like hot, super hot freaking cinematographer right now who's just killing it in movies what uh did like, did he do uh the last nolan movie i can't remember yes he did uh interstellar he did, yeah that's the first one he did because uh the dark knight rises i think was fister yeah it was fister and then they split ways for whatever reason and then Wait, was it? It was Inception, then Dark Knight Rises, and that, right? Yeah, then Interstellar, and now yeah. Dunkirk. Interstellar was Hoyt Van Hoytema, and then he also did um, Hoyt's done. He's done. Uh, yeah, he did Spectre, and then he did. Um, oh, he did the Fighter and her. Yeah, and uh, there's Taylor also uh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, so he's like all of a sudden just like he's been around but he just kind of like showed up all of a sudden too like and is like this huge cinematographer now so it looks like he did a lot of uh he was a Swedish cinematographer um I'm looking at his filmography and he has a ton a ton of Swedish filmography uh credits and then David O. Russell picked him up 
mm-hmm. or yeah, exactly. the fighter. And now he's like this huge like American Hollywood, you know. That's what I'm saying. Like he's he was around but then kind of all of a sudden just like showed up also. Right. You know, at least in the Hollywood system. Yeah, I, w- I wonder if he's they, like you know, maybe he was going around like, Hey guys, like you know. So something something clicked. Something clicked for him. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So but, you know, he's got cool stuff. Uh, they did a really cool shot in Tinker Tailor where they used a 2,000-millimeter lens, so... Whoa. You know. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool, so... Yeah, he's hot stuff right now. Also, he worked um, with Spike Jones, who doesn't come yeah. for money. He's the best. Spike. <laughs> Spike, Spike Jones. who doesn't come from money, quote-unquote. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Um, My father was but, a yeah. teacher. Uh, so, in the spirit of keeping this as a mini episode, I kind of got actually decent amount of stuff to say about oh um, Oat Studios. It's not looking great. So let me see. It'll be short. It'll be short. Um, so our main topic this week is Oat Studios. Uh, it was founded in 2017. This year by Neil Blomkamp, director of such films as District Nine and Chappie, and Elysium. Um, <clears throat> he and his crew are really well known for their state-of-the-art CGI and VFX. Uh, films like District 9 prove that CGI could be done in such a way that digital objects could look real instead of computer-generated. Computer you know, like the aliens and whatnot were really known for looking like they were there. Right. Um, and I don't... I don't know the specific intricacies of how they do their visual effects to get that look, but there is a quote-unquote Blomkamp look, you know. Um, Chappie's kind of the same way, where the robot definitely looks like it was a practical robot, you know. Right. Um, yeah, like how they integrate it is... Uh, it's crazy. Uh, effective. It's effective. Very, yeah. very effective. Uh, so... Uh, Blomkamp founded the studio for a couple of reasons. Um, it's it's there's some speculation as to like there was some disagreements, and he wasn't. Uh, he kind of had. I don't want to say blacklisted from Hollywood, but like you know, he kind of there was some sort of disagreement where he wasn't allowed to be to do the things he wanted to do. Uh, he was he was. Uh, chosen to do Alien 5 for a little while. I think he actually had a full script for it, and then there was some disagreement between him and Ridley Scott, and in the spirit of staying respectful to Ridley Scott's vision, he kind of backed away from the project. Uh, But he's sort of... He's definitely a Hollywood sci-fi guy, but also is sort of fringe in that aspect. Uh, So he kind of stepped back and he's still making bigger features i believe he's working on them currently but he founded this studio uh for like basically the main reason being that he wanted a more unrestrictive or like free way to produce content that could then be optioned for feature films if there was enough interest basically he just like i was reading an interview and he said like you know he didn't want to necessarily be that director that only had like 10 films because they were working on one film for like three years at a time he wanted to be more like that sculptor or that painter who has like a bunch of these like partially finished but still kind of awesome projects or like smaller projects you know peppered into his his bigger ones um because if you look at like 
you know, take Picasso, for example, for every one amazing, famous Picasso painting, there's like, you know, a hundred that he, that you don't know of that he did, you know? Yeah. Um, I think, I think that's solid, honestly. Like it's, it's like, I'm gonna, you know, make these big movies and, but I'm also going to experiment. Like it feels, it feels like Oat Studios. I mean, they say it's like, Hey, we're going to make shorts that could be features like that's kind of their goal is like you know how nine was a short and became a feature or mama yep. you know um, exactly he's trying to do something like that but i feel like i'm watching these things and i feel like these could not none of these could be hollywood movies because they're so fucking gross like they're so uh they're so weird and so um dude firebase was gnarly they even had to put that warning at the beginning or like you know, their their special effects for Firebase where they're like peeling back skin and stuff, right. like it was it was crazy. It's really good. And even Zygote with all the arms that are coming up. Dude, like it's so was it's so good. too horrific for Hollywood, I I think. Which which makes it so amazing. Uh yeah, for Hollywood specifically, I think you're right, I but think I definitely that could would see like fly like at all. I could see Zygote I could see all three of them. Rocco was a little too experimental I think in the way that it was like constructed because there was no there was no plot necessarily it was just kind of a series of events but like it was like I could Van- see it was like that movie Vantage Point kind of I haven't seen Vantage yeah. Point so okay. um, but I mean I, I'm, I'm guessing yeah you're if it's this is what I'm thinking it's just like it is just a narration of like things that were happening to like set up a world as opposed to having any specific like plot elements to it where right. zygote was like a specific like she's trying to run from the monster which that monster I, I think, dude, was one of the most it, i think you have it backwards i think it's i think uh raka is is all almost all plot <laughs> and and it has none of the character none of the anything that like drives the the story i mean it's it it seems like it's like just a like an exposition dump uh like just kind of flat but in still in a good way there's interesting scenes but that's what i'm saying it's not it that's not to me that's not plot if it's an exposition dump it's just like this is the world this is what happened they came we fought back you know like and then they peppered in this like well there's this guy who got experimented on right. but he survived so maybe he's special right. but there's no like you know that each little part was just like here's nosh he's an explosive guy okay right here's amir he was experimented on okay and like the ending part was like you know and i say it's more experimental because like the last shot is like a reverse of the truck flipping over for like no reason yeah you know what i mean yeah like, yeah yeah no i'm right there with you the, Whereas, like, Zygo had, like, a series of events. It was like, okay, it's the two people. They know that there's this thing out there. The one guy is blind, so they're, like... And he knows that they have to get to this other area if they want to not freeze to death. So they... Step one, they go outside to get to the other side of the base. Step two, you know, he stops the monster from... Uh, right. Getting at her. Step three, right. she gets in. You know, she like, fights the monster. Like, yeah, she runs. She yeah. Fights. There's a series yeah. of events to it, and even Firebase was a, like a mix between the two. But there was still like, you know, he. It started out with like him hunting, and then he got recruited by the CIA guy, and then the CIA guy was giving him information, and then he was going to send him off to the mission. Right. Like, right. There was like a series there to it. Um, 
Yeah, that makes sense. Like it's it's in sequence. It's it's yeah. It's like a serialized. But th- this other Raka was like like it wasn't even episodic. It was <laughs> it was, well, it was sort of episodic. Uh, it was just like a big. It was like a clump. It was like a chunk of things that were happening in this universe. You know, a yeah, bunch of exactly. texture, like universal textures, sort of a thing. To like set it up. Like it was up. like a way to like get their VFX out there, essentially. Yeah, I guess like yeah, they that just makes sense. Something almost. Yeah, just like hey, what would be cool here? <clears throat> oh, okay, let's let's get a guy. You know, but I was reading reading some behind the scenes with Neil Blomkamp, and it was like, well, he he really liked the idea of having this weird like watery substance that was live yeah. and intelligent, and uh, and it helped the aliens basically. Um, mm-hmm. And he was just like, I just like that idea. And I think I think you're right. I think, I mean, we're totally guessing here because we weren't even there. But I bet like part of it was like let's just like make some let's put some cool ideas out there that maybe we've read about in books, maybe we've thought about them that haven't really been put to video before, and just kind of see what goes on. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I'm not. I didn't like Raka as much. Like I, that was the one I was actually really looking forward to more than all of them, and I didn't like it as much as the other ones. Right. But what's really cool about the fact that they made that was that they released all the assets for it, which is like compared to the other two, like that that one had the most extensive VFX graph uh, like assets to it. So oh, I see. All that is available for people to use. You what know? did they use for um, that? After Effects and Cinema 4D. The well, I have a. No, they used a way more than that. They used um uh shoot. This looks different on my computer than when I looked at it on So they basically it starts with an M. The program that they use starts with an M. I can't remember Mo- uh, what it's called. Mocha. No, it's not Mocha. It's uh, it's like it's not a it's not your typical like program that would be. I mean, it's available to anyone who can afford it, obviously, but it's not like the most typical one, basically. Um, but but what but what I'm saying is like the fact that they made that. And there was these really high-level experts, VFX-wise, who created all these assets, all the files, the rendering, the renders, the video, you know, the the models, the art, is now all available for someone to download and then use in their own films. Yeah. Um, Super which is, cool. Yeah. So, which kind of is, like, what they're all about. So, from their site directly... This is a quote was it right from nuke? the website. No, it starts with an M. I don't massive? know why. When it, uh, I don't think it was massive. I don't know why, but when I looked at Steam on the web browser, it showed more than when I look at it as just the app. So everything is available on Steam, which is Valve's, the video game company's um, library and... Uh, Store, it's like a store library game launcher. Uh, it's a crazy platform where you can buy games and buy assets. You can buy, um, 
videos you can buy movies now there's like you know you can, and then now you can buy uh all sorts of like vfx packages just beyond this too so like there's a lot you can do with valve um but so from their website directly it says oat studios is a new experimental filmmaking lab quote lab the studio is an independent incubator of ideas with the capacity to handle all aspects of production from start to end. So that's one key aspect of it that's really huge, is that everything can be done in-house, uh, which is atypical. Usually there's like a couple of different companies or, or houses that do each aspect of the film. Right. Or like, um, for cheap shit, they're like shipping overseas to like India or China. Exactly. To get like exactly. cheap like VFX, like... You know, say you need every tiny strand of hair, like, taken out of this green screen, you know? Uh, exactly. That, that goes to China. <laughs> and people sit there, yep. frame by frame, and their job is to mask out hair, like like how you would mask out hair in, like, a Photoshop, uh, for a Photoshop gig. And that that's your job. You gotta do, like, 20 frames a day or some shit like that. Like, you know, yep. a second a day. Exactly. But they have, like, a ton of people doing it all at once. So it goes pretty quick. Oh, here we go. I think this is... Yeah, here we go. This is the list I was looking for. So, uh, Maya. That's what it's called. Oh, Maya. Maya is the program. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, okay. So, I know I'm going to talk in a little bit after my spiel, just kind of touching on what comes with their package. Um, but I just want to read this real quick. So... Oat Studios works in an open source format with the audience by allowing the fans to interact with the filmmakers and the studio directly and allowing the fans access to the actual film's assets to then merge with their own creativity. Our goal is to make more original interesting short film content and eventually full-scale feature films and series from the titles that we create. So the key phrase here is open source, which is entirely unheard of in the Hollywood model. Uh, It's kind of just unheard of in the corporate models in general. So basically everything in Hollywood is owned and used for profit. Whereas open source means the base information is available to everyone to use. So like, you know, assets for big movies, like let's say Dunkirk are going to be, you know, held onto and you and kept because they're valuable to companies, you know, they, so they're they going to sell later. They can use them in exactly. You know, like you you see like the same shot in Transformers as um, like Bad Boys. Exactly. Like it's literally the same shot with different VFX on it. You know, people reuse yep. shit all the time. All the time, and the fact that they hang on to it and own it means they don't have to pay for it later. So, oh. you know, having something that's open source, like it's like Windows, where Windows is like you can do a lot of customization to Windows, but the base source code for Windows is essentially lock and key because when Microsoft wants to keep that theirs and um, they want to keep it theirs and they want to be able to profit off of it. Yeah. Uh, Whereas like compare it to uh, Linux, which is an open source system. So people can literally go to the source code of Linux and like do whatever they want to. Right. Essentially. Like if you want to turn your computer into a Game Boy, you could do that with Linux. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's to have the ability to look at these exact models and have the assets, like literally the files that the same people used available to you is like, is crazy. It's super insane. Super weird. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
very, very weird. Now, I'll, I'll tell um, you, this happened to me one time uh, when I was doing a job, and they gave me their After Effects source files, and it was for... A, um, let's see. It was for... It was the Disney's Moana, and they were doing a joint marketing campaign with Hawaiian Airlines, and I got to, like, slap together some bullshit for that. and Or not some bullshit. Wow. It, looked, it looked really good, and I felt really fucking cool because uh, I work on nice. Hawaii, Hawaiian Airlines, so it was just, like, a, you know, random Disney thing that will never happen again, probably. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. Fingers crossed. But they sent me, like, a shit ton of files, and I still have all of them, and I still reference them because um, I... I look at how they or- organized it all I look at how they um, what how they're using the effects um, and how they're you know doing all these things and th- these are like big like marketing businesses that are putting this crap together you know and for, for yeah big clients like fucking Disney so uh, exactly. when, I, when I see that I'm like well I need <laughs> I need to know about all these tools, so, like, you know, I'll occasionally, like, open it up and just, like, peek in there and, like, look at how they do this, these this, like, rumble effect in there. And it's, it was, like, yep. fucking, it was just amazing, because I, I, I got, I got, like, that first hand, like, it felt like I was there, like I was yeah, a fly exactly. on the wall, um, almost, you know. Because in the end, it's about, it's about the end product. Whenever you're in video production, it's about, it's about, it's always about the end product, so... Uh, any chance that you can like look into the work of that end product instead of looking at the end product itself is like super beneficial. Yep. And there's always like, you know, especially with after effects and animation and stuff like that, there's like so many different ways to get to the end product. Like there's all, you know, like you, the rumble effect that you just said, for example, like, you know, there's multiple ways to do that. So seeing how these Pixar veterans did it is, you know, is is invaluable. Like, yeah, to know how they are the behind the scenes of like because Pixar is literally the state of the art. Like, you know, all their R and D, like we talked about in the other episode, is just pumped into how do we further animation. Just crank, you know? yeah, just crank so, it. They're just cranking it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, and yeah. I mean, that's what I feel Any, like Neil Blomkamp is doing here. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And so basically what they're doing is that through Steam, which you can just download and you just type Steam into Google and you can download the uh, the app or whatever, they're selling all of the assets for all of everything, like for Cooking with Bill, for God, for uh, Raka, um, Firebase, and Zygote, for five bucks each, you can buy the entire package. And it's, so uh, I just want to do a quick little a, list off of like what you what get for Zygote. <laughs> so you get 20 about 24 gigs of 3D models. You get the Zygote itself and synthetic skulls for prints. You get a concept art booklet. You get a high resolution video high, uh, with stereo and you get high resolution video with surround sound. You get the script. You get uh, look dev. These folders contain the assembled 3DS Max files used for final rendering. You get the model. They provide you with various models and files and, and, and various uh, files and formats. And you get uh, the rig. So you get the Maya files for the animation. And you get two types of animation, quote, rigs. Um, 
all for five dollars dude that's it's freaking it's literally when i add it up it's about freaking like 35 gigs of material that you get for five bucks it's just it's mind-blowing dude it's super super mind-blowing and for like small-time people or people who are like even mid-level you might not have this extensive knowledge of vfx but like might be able to plug and play that's just that's huge that is the doors it opens is crazy okay all right i found i found an issue i think i found my issue with (laughs) with this thing um are they all all the project files in in Maya? Is it all Maya? Everything, for the most part. Everything is in Maya. Yeah, is that is everything what do you mean? in Maya? When when they're selling this thing? No, no, no. There's like a bunch of different stuff you can get. <clears throat> um. But, so in order to open these files, you need to pay for for Maya. You gotta have certain programs, right? Yeah, you gotta have certain yes. programs, right? But you can get the video. You can get the the freaking raw. I, I don't know if it's the raw video. No, it's the H two six four videos. Um, yeah, it yeah it has to be condensed because it's only thirty five yeah. gigs. It would be like <clears throat> right. So you get H two six like ten terabytes. But you get two types. Yeah, it would be huge. But you still get the videos, which is crazy. You get concept art. You get all the the modeling and how they did that. But yes, you have to have the other programs used to open it. And some of those programs can be very, very expensive. So, right. And here, you here, know, if here you're already someone who's doing it, money. This is it. This is where they make it. They make it. I bet basically. You, I bet you that Maya or other VFX companies. If this stuff takes off and they're like, hey, look at how many things we sold for $5. Other companies like Maya or Adobe or, you know, um, Cinema 4D or whatever, they're going to be like, all right, so we'll give you X amount of money if you use our product for the next video. Yep. And that's how they make their yep. money. And it's and it's like what, what Cinema 4D gets out of that is poor little... <laughs> People like us are who like so desperately want to be part of the film community, the film universe. We will be the ones buying Cinema 4D just so we can use the yeah. product files. So yeah. really, Neil Blomkamp, uh, in 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 theory, or Oats Studios is making money off the very people that it's pretending to. Um, to to be get to be to like hey welcome be be part of our world with us you know sort of thing. I don't think they're pretending though. They're very they've been very upfront about the fact that they're selling directly to the audience and the audience can buy. You know, like their model, their business model is is getting income from all sorts of places, and it's possible that through sponsorships or something, yeah, they might be, you know, making money. Maya might be paying them or whatever, but. You know, right. they're, but that, what they're trying to do is theory, to have their main yeah. source of income be their assets and stuff, though. Uh, no way. No way in hell that they are making money off of selling this stuff for five bucks on Steam. Well, like, the money's coming from... I think they're looking at future, um, like, funding from visual effects companies like Cinema 4D and stuff like that. Like, th- things that, like, they can get 
other filmmakers interested, like low budget filmmakers like us, like DIY type people, to be interested in um, a certain program just because that's that's like the Oat Studios program. I think they're trying to build that. I wouldn't be surprised. I, 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 I mean. Yeah, I, that's probably going to be a, a big source of their income, and maybe they are just lying and saying, you know, through that. I mean, all, all I'm trying, all I mean, I'm saying is reiterating lying, what they're saying. Like, but maybe they think that this is what the they're truth. doing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, someone somewhere. I mean, there's not going to be a, there's not going to be a big enough audience for the for them to sell these for five bucks a piece. Oh hell you no! Know, and, no, people aren't and make interested all their money. in that. Yeah, but I mean, <clears throat> you get like a cut from, you know, Maya Studios, like for each purchase made, like yeah. theoretical purchase that was made because of uh, Neil Blomkamp's Oat Studios. That that could be that's 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 a good amount of money. Yeah, you know? and it's a but good I, investment I just... for for Maya too. Exactly, exactly. And, like, there you know, a lot of... Like, is a good one. Potentially. And, like, you know, the productions they did were, were expensive, but they weren't as expensive as, like, a lot of Hollywood films. And, you know, a lot of the assets that Oat Studios has probably came from them personally. Um, I bet you he fronted a lot of the money himself. Like, right. just a lot of the, the equipment and stuff they have was all stuff that... You know, some of these people might have already had, and when they formed the business, it kind of they just used those as business assets. Yeah, they or, just you know, like threw it together. There's lots of stuff on the back end that you know, but I but I applaud them for at least trying this this business model that is trying to essentially just get money directly from the audience. Like the audience will be the direct supporters of all of it, you know, and like instead of having all these people in between who are who are milking money off of it um i mean uh, it's it's just go ahead question how how is that how is audiences are the direct supporters of all movies though right because like yeah your vote is what you go to the theater and 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 do that so how is this different than that in in your i mean i don't i mean it's it's their I don't know. There's a lot of people who take money, like the like you know we've we've talked about this before, where you, the breakdown of a ticket goes to a whole bunch of different people. And yes, when you buy a movie ticket, you are supporting, you know, the studios and stuff like that. But I think what's different here studios, is that yeah, filmmakers and the, yeah. the theater chain, yeah. But what's here is that by buying from the studio directly like first of all the money goes to them directly so there's no middleman taking you know but like it, it goes to the old studio but it also like steam doesn't steam take a cut well i guess that's true steam does take a chunk of that so that's yeah so i guess i'm wrong there but <laughs> it, it, and i YouTube, don't know you're also YouTube like takes a cut the stats that you get for like First of all, people buying f- essentially from you directly, and also like you can see what's popular because you know, you, and and then I think on their end it's 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 better too because like you know instead of saying instead of having a studio tell you what's popular, you're seeing directly okay people are are like way more interested in Zygote as opposed to the other ones, so maybe there's some interest there, you know, to make that into a film. And as a filmmaker, I can see that, 
you know, being interesting. Being, yeah, yeah, yeah. More free. I don't know. It's more I don't free. Know. You know, like they in theory. Yeah, like like or yeah, in theory, it's more free. But like you know, it's not Neil Blomkamp can waltz into Oat Studios and be like, "I'm feeling this. I think I think we should do something like this." You know, but he can't walk into a big, you know, one of the big six like fucking Chris Nolan and be like, I just want to make this next and just be given money. Like he he has to work for it. But without studios, he can do those experimental things that he really wants to do. And, you know, I bet he really still wanted to do District 9, Chappie, Halo, um, you know, uh, Elysium. You know, he probably really wanted to do those, but... After seeing these Oat Studios movies, it's like, whoa, this guy, like, he wants to make some shit, you know? Like, he wants to make some totally. fucking weird, cool sci-fi stuff. You know, like, super horrific. Like, really so cool. So totally. And I think the big... I don't know. Like, okay, at a base level, when you're a consumer, when you, you're buying something, so you're supporting it. So, obviously, that's going to be the same. But I think, like... The, what they're trying to do here is just trying to wrap the audience up in what's happening in a studio like it and, and trying to instead of just saying i'm a studio i make the movie you give me money to see the movie they're trying to bridge this gap where the audience can help shape what's being made like he's they're not going to directly say you know I, I in the interview he was saying like you know they don't want this they don't want people to say well you should have done x instead of y no 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 that's not what they're going for they're like you know they're trying to get a more like, direct what, what we idea do of like like looking for the future type of thing yeah yeah exactly and like you know and maybe they're working together with other people who are industry professionals on like how to manipulate your cgi or vfx so that you know maybe you know like that type of thing where you're learning from each other and trying to better the whole platform, you know, and, and better the craft overall. Like, it's just, I can see what I, I can see what they're going for, but I can also see how basically they're kind of doing the same thing. Like they've always done. <laughs> that's that's exactly what I think. <laughs> it is different. It, it, it is different. It's hard. It feels for me, it, like it, it feels the same. But they're just using a different platform. They're using but the a really other thing too is audience. that the other thing too is that they released it for free, so you don't have to buy. I mean, if you're not a filmmaker, you're not going to buy the assets, but you still get to watch everything for free. Um, Te- telephone, you know, like. A, <laughs> but it's like my parents' home phone. It, that's that's all right. Um, <laughs> I would get up, but uh, I'd have to ruin. Oh, okay, the, we just hilarious. have to wait it out. Uh, but yeah, I don't, who is that? HGBC. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's gonna ring a couple. Oh, I hope the voicemail isn't in here. Otherwise, you guys might hear some deeply <laughs> personal hospital bill related things. Oh God. I don't. I don't Hang know. Up. Oh, Hang and up. there it goes. There we go. All right, good to go. Thank God, good to go. I, I bet. Um, you, I bet you none of the listeners even heard that. So, so they just they just not. heard us uh, stop and uh, yeah. Sorry. No, they definitely. Sorry, heard it. Listeners. it definitely got it was pretty up. loud. It was pretty loud. Um, but yeah, there there is. I mean, you essentially they're giving it to you all for free. 
So like their model is is essentially essentially what they're trying to do is similar to like this kind of like microtransaction model that video games are doing. Where it's like, here's a free game, but if you wanna get better in this game more quickly, buy it. Buy these buy this five dollar pack, buy right. this ten dollar pack, this'll give you boost, stuff like that. Right. It's sort of similar to that, where it's like, here's this free movie. You can support us directly, you know, through like crowdfunding essentially or by picking up our asset packs and furthering you know our pursuit that way um it, and I, the you, you got it <laughs> go ahead uh, the other thing too is that like the oat studios is super new it came out like this year we're only seven months into this year right and so they haven't had all the time yet to define what their model is and where they're getting all the income from. Like a lot of this is just fronted money. You know, in one interview he said Oat Studios is essentially burning cat is like an experiment to just burn cash. Like and and come up with what they can whatever they can come up with. And right. like you said, being outside of the studio system, they were able to make a crazy violent graphic short film like Firebase and have no restrictions on it. Yeah, and just, and just and do just whatever do they it. want to do. Yeah. Just super cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, yes, it, it's the same, but really yes, there are differences. And seems to me... You really have to get into the minutia of a business to know. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, there's something that's you, a point you mentioned before, and I... I, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's less like a microtransactions thing, and it's more like... Uh, like an early access thing or early access. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which are pretty similar, but I think that the, the important thing is like, um, with early access, you're still getting the game and you're working with the developers and giving them feedback and they're listening to the community. And, um, they're saying like, you know, the community can say like, Hey, we really think this, well, you know, there should be like a on the pause menu. There should be like this little item thing down here. Yeah. Because if you go through and click through, it's really inconvenient, and we need like instant access to that instead of, you know. So it's just like tiny things to like make the game better. And I feel like that's where Oat Studios is totally. is is sitting. Like they're they're trying to, like, how do we make our movies better? How do we make sci-fi movies better? And it's for sci-fi horror movie enthusiasts you know like these are exactly which is a very very specific audience but it's a very loud audience and that that audience and there's a it's big gamers like gamers like when when i'm watching these it's like this feels like video gaming you know not not i was just gonna say yep but like it feels like the kinds of things you see in bioshock resident evil um you know uh gears of war uh, it, it just, and you know, it, it just reeks, uh, like last of us last of like Raka yep. to me felt more like last, like it felt like last of us with like a alien invasion instead of a, like a, um, like a plant zombie invasion. Um, yeah, but you know, it's, it's super video gamey, which I think is why they went to Steam in the first place. Cause they're like, this is the type of content you, that yeah. are big for games. Um, you know, exactly. so let's, we're going to do this with steam. Like, I feel like that's, that's their that's audience. Ex- the, I had, 
I had the exact same thought because I actually wrote it down here that delivering through Steam is pretty genius because it aligns with the current generation of computer techies who basically live on computers, whether it's video games, programming and coding and media content creation. Like, yeah, you know, we spend a lot of time on our computers and Steam is one of the most used platforms on on the Internet. And they have they make billions of dollars through Steam and millions and millions and millions of people use it every day. So like just having it available on such a platform is like, you know, is huge. Um, and like you said, it's like gamers are familiar with steam. You know, a lot of them gamers are familiar with computers. So just having it available, like, and, and trying to align it with this, this hugely saturated video game culture right. we have nowadays Espe- is especially, like genius, especially PC gaming. That's that's the yeah, that's exactly. the difference. Console gaming, you know, th- this is like the, I'm sure everyone's heard of this, but like the PC master race type people who have like fucking yeah. like huge like graphics cards, giant towers, you know, couple big, thousand like, dollar computer rigs, yeah, yeah. few yeah, few thousand dollars, maybe more, and these are the type of people who also might be willing to throw a couple dollars for this Maya program so they could make a Star Wars video with their friends and have lightsaber effects and have good yep. ones. Or or they'll straight up pirate these programs and then buy the assets and use them with the programs. <laughs> like, you know, I, yeah. to be completely what honest. What kind that's, of business that's, that's, model that's, is you know? this? These, these are the types of people that would do that, you know, because they, they um, know how to do it. They know how to, I mean, I, I, know, yeah. I know how to do it. Like, you know, it's just do, you yeah. know, do, do your VPN thing. Do You got to do your backups, you know. Um, exactly. You know, uh, so and then, your privacy is fine because there are ways. The other thing, too, is that it's called DLC. It's called downloadable content, which is synonymous with, obviously, the video game use of the term, which is just like you get you buy your game and then these game developers will sell you downloadable content, which are essentially expansions to your game. So DLC is already something that people, you know, a lot uh, are familiar with. Majority. Yeah. Of, exactly. Exactly. And so it's buy just them. exactly. Yeah. And when it's five bucks, you know, I understand what they're going for. They're making it cheap so that even if people think they're going to use it, they'll buy it and just have it. And you know, even if they don't use it, it doesn't matter. You know, they got their five bucks or whatever from those people. Um, you know, so it's it, I can you can see they're trying to push movies in to this line of early access microtransaction video game culture that's happening, where video games are making hundreds of millions of dollars in a, a couple of months. You know, this just super short period of time, right? Um, all because of this early access model. So I, I get it. I get what they're trying to go for. Whether or not it will survive and it will work, you know, the only time will tell. But. I can see kind of what they're going for. Um, yeah, no, I can I can see what they're going for, and um, you know, I'm, my my gut I don't I don't know this for sure, but my gut says that there have been like hundreds of of different types of studios that are like trying to be different, trying to like yeah. come out, and they either most of them just eventually go away, um, and then but I good larger chunk of them just end up becoming part of the uh big six <laughs> so yep. uh you know props to the ones that are still going and I, I probably haven't heard of you probably should um but in the end it seems like everyone 
winds up being connected to the big six uh, anyways. You know, unless you're doing independent, you know, unless you're doing that art house thing, which I'll power to you. But it doesn't seem... Which is what Oat Studios is trying to do. Which is what they're trying to do. But they're trying to appeal to a massive, uh, to a larger audience, it seems like. Yep. Yeah. They're trying to... Yeah, they're trying... They're trying to appeal to that audience that Netflix has got, where it's like the people who just... We said this in the last episode, too, where they stay at home and they want all the things available at their fingertips on their computer, you know? Yeah. 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 And that's... They're dispersing all their uh, videos through YouTube for free, and they're giving you all the assets on Steam, both things that are used by millions of people every day. So, you know... That's it, it. Just makes it. It does make some sense, uh, but I do. I do want to quickly talk about the films themselves yeah, because they're super awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's just do the quick, the little ones real quick. So there's God, uh, which they've they have shot more than just one, but they've only released one one little short, um, the Serengeti, which is hilarious. Uh, basically, it's just it's just. God is like this really rich guy who can't be bothered to be, do too much and he's got a butler with him and he's reading this book and he just it's like he, on this table in front of him he's got this group of Neanderthals that he's like manipulating and he like makes his butler do like all the things so like the Neanderthals like make fire and God gets kind of pissed because he's like I didn't tell them to make fire so he like has the butler like blow out the flame and then like you know they get all depressed so they start doing like or he gets mad so then he sends the elephants to send the neanderthals to their cave and they come out and do a rain dance so they do a spray bottle and it like starts to rain over the thing and then they kill them all by the end he just like has a plague like wipe them all out so like (laughs) it's this totally ridiculous like little short um where god is basically like a child uh and i guess they have a couple of these so i'm curious to see the other like parts of the world that they uh yeah will mess around yeah, with I, I really i really liked god i think of of the five short ones that they have i think god is like in the top two for me uh yeah because i you know i like the concept and i like i liked how they laid it out too uh and plus those actors are just funny you know they're, they're yeah, written well totally and uh there it was funny to see like both their reactions like how God like thought the Neanderthals were so cute and for a little bit, yeah. and then it was like, and then he was like, "All right, kill him," you know. Yep. Uh, so yeah. So definitely worth a watch. Like it's like three minutes long, so like yeah, you know, exactly. How you know you probably you stock your ex, you know, your ex uh, significant other for longer. <laughs> so you know, don't <laughs> don't stock your ex, and um, you know, watch God. Watch it on a load while you're loading into a game or something. Like it's just that yeah. Um, way to way to cater yeah. towards the audience. Keith. That was good. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but cooking with Bill, I I love 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 the cooking with Bill shorts. Those are fucking hilarious. Oh my god, dude, the sushi um, one, man, the sushi uh, one. And I, it was weird because okay, when you watch, so if you watch, I recommend watching them in order. So uh, Damasu was the first one, uh, was released first, and then it was sushi. Uh, the Presto Veg and then Smoothie. Um, And I I recommend watching in order because the tone from the first one to the other three is different. Like, the first one has this comedy edge to it, but then the the other three, like, when, when 
the weird food comes out like the right. sushi one they they're like oh we have this machine where you dump all the sushi ingredients in and it'll automatically make sushi right. for you so then it does but then in the sushi that it makes in the middle of it is like these really thick long strands of hair <laughs> and then the guy like eats it he like cuts the hair He's like trying to. He's trying. He's like picking up the sushi, and he like can't get a piece of sushi because the hair is keeping it all together. And he's like, "Yeah, exactly." Do we have scissors for cutting hair? <laughs> and, and but it's super funny. And then he like eats it, and then he like throws it up because it's like hair, obviously. I know, and he's like dreading doing it, but it it almost felt like he was like. Well, the audience is is watching, so I better eat this. So we have to. And we have to but, do it. We're like required. It was weird because it starts like the music gets all like really horror-y all yeah. of a sudden. Like it gets really scary. The tone, and I don't yeah. the tone gets weird. Like, like, like the like, audience stops like Yeah. There's no like there's really deliberate audience sounds like gasps and stuff. But before yeah. there's like general chatter like throughout. And laughter and or whatever. Laughter. Yeah. And they got they killed the score, so it was like deadly quiet, and all you could hear is coughing. Like it was awesome. Yeah. But then the first one is like the joke that happens when he cuts his hand open with the crazy like kitchen tool it's like it just comes out of nowhere yeah. and like there's no there's no like there's no change of music or nothing no. it just stays that black comedy route but then the other ones are like black comedy and i laughed all through all of them but they like tried to go this like horror route right um even and then like presto veg is like they dump a bunch of vegetables in and then the machine is supposed to like you know tell you what the best vegetable meal is or whatever and right. then what actually comes out is like all this blood and guts in this pan <laughs> or whatever and like smoothie returns back to the sushi thing where like they bring back a, a essentially like a version 2.0 of their machine what's supposed to make like a smoothie and when they make the smoothie what comes out is like the smoothie and then there's like huge clumps of hair and then he goes to drink it and like drinks down oh, all I the hair was, like, and whatnot like worm. no it was oh, hair it was again hair again oh because yeah. okay. it was they were using the same machine but it was like this is number 200 as opposed to 100 <laughs> oh. you know or whatever and so he like she pulls uh. out this huge clump of hair and then he drinks it and like is like choking on this hair that he's like pulling out of his mouth so it's like, it, but it's like all three of those had this like horror music to it and it was so weird yeah, so but it was weird. so funny it, honestly, it, so it feels funny. like if that that show to me feels like too many cooks you, you remember too many cooks from like uh, six so. months ago um, it was like this adult swim like 2 a.m. like they had like a slot for like 10 minutes yeah cat <laughs> yeah can you hear that i hope that <laughs> i think so i have the door closed so she's going crazy oh, like oh i, I like doubt the scratching on the door can hear it but i heard your snap i heard your snap yeah. that's all i heard she's trying to get the cat to go away but no i don't i hadn't heard of that oh, one but, uh, Too so many anyways yeah it played at uh 2 a.m. On um, Adult Swim, it, and they had like a ten-minute slot to just put anything, and they, they oh, gave okay. it to the. You should look it up after this. Um, they gave it to this guy, and this guy made this weird, weird uh, video that's kind of like '90s sitcom intro. Like the whole thing is a '90s sit- sitcom intro, you know. So think like Full House, you know how uh-huh. like they like catch a football, turn to the camera, and smile. So the entire yeah. thing is this, and it just like. It, dude, it just gets weird. Like, there's so many different names. There's like a weird, like, it turns into a sci fi movie. It turns into like this war film. And there's like, that's cool. It's, it's 
totally it's totally up your alley it, it's totally feels like cooking with bob it feels and also two minute cooks cooking with with bill sorry with bill um so you got the cook in there which is the same but awesome. the, the tone is is very similar same thing it's a very very similar. i love that yeah you should i love I'll, the black comedy of cooking with bill it's yeah I'll, awesome. I'll send you a link to too many cooks i'm surprised you missed Definitely. it because it was pretty big when it came out but then it was like you know then it just like all things on the internet went away you know yeah but also 2 a.m time slot you know like i've been i stayed up right. late when but i was the younger thing but is, is like you know, no one like hardly anyone <laughs> saw it at 2 a.m on, on adult swim everyone saw it on youtube the day after because everyone oh, okay. was so excited about it yeah Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I see. Okay, yeah, I'll definitely check it out then. Yeah. Uh, so then we have Raka. So Raka was their first one that they released. Uh, so basically what they're doing is they're doing Volume 1, 2, and 3. Volume 1 has a certain set of things. I think I think they have one more release for Volume 1, if I'm, if I'm correct, but I can't remember exactly. Uh, but so the first one was Raka, which is essentially Sigourney Weaver plays like this essentially John Connor type leader of a resistance um, against this alien force that are essentially like reptiles and they have like you said this like black liquid which is like this um, it's like an intelligent liquid but it's also kind of like a tool uh, that they're like they like you know synthesize with right basically Uh, and they basically showed up on earth and just started to take over the planet uh, by yeah. you know introducing methane, uh, introducing like mind control and enslavement and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, and Raka was essentially just like voiceover narration for like almost all twenty minutes of it. Uh, yeah. There was like th- three or four parts to it. Um, you know, it, it kind of just showed all these small little aspects of this overall big invasion. Um, and the aliens look super cool, dude. I think the aliens, like the VFX for the aliens was crazy, uh, intricate, yeah. crazily, nicely rendered. Um, and like thought out, you know, like yeah, they, they totally. thought to like put a gas mask, on, you know, on the alien, you know, to like yeah. show that like, you know, the alien would die in our atmosphere, you know, like they yeah. put like tiny details like that. Um, the VFX are are amazing, but some of them aren't. But but you know it's VFX, like, and you yeah. know what you're kind of getting into when you're watching these, you know. So you're, exactly. you're a little more forgiving, I think. Uh, exactly, it, they're just trying stuff out. Um, Which is, I think, the whole point of it. Like I said earlier, like I think it, it was mainly just a way to say, "Here's our first thing. Right. This is the VFX we can do, and let's just go really, really." big in scale basically because there's a lot of shots of earth uh really wide shots there's a lot of really wide shots of the buildings and stuff like that yeah. uh, but there's also like the minute you know the, the people the people shots and stuff like that um but yeah i definitely think that that one was just like let's get it out yeah let's um, and it, do it, something yeah mm-hmm. and it wasn't bad but it it wasn't my favorite um yeah no i i, I agree with you i think it was it's not my f- it's probably my least favorite of of the yeah, ones that they of make the, of the big three. But, I mean, I it's, think still, it's my least it's favorite. It's still good, but like, um, you know, I, you know. like fire. When I was initially looking at them all, I thought Firebase was the one I was going to be the least interested in. But actually, Firebase was pretty awesome. Uh, uh, all the like historical looking footage, man. That's that's where that that one was had crazy. Me. Like it was like yeah, really cool. Just all the, I don't know. I don't know if that was like really good color correction or. 
certain lenses that they were using, but whoever was making those decisions, like that shit looked good. Like I, I they think, mixed. I, I think they mixed actual old footage with new footage. Yeah, that's great. And they basically just used After Effects to like just use it make as the like footage a look. reference. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I thought that was like spot on. Um, totally, kind of what did because it for I, me. <laughs> in that, there's movie. some behind the scenes shots where you can see that they're shooting with like really nice, excuse me, cameras. Um, because like you know most of that one is not old footage, right? It's like right. It's 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 nice cameras and whatnot right um right but that one was cool so basically the whole premise of that was like there's this guy whose troop kind of got killed by this thing called the river god um and it's kind of been driving him crazy so he's going hunting for it uh he gets recruited by the cia operative who has all this um top secret knowledge about who the river god is and how they can kill it uh, he even gives them like these crazy it's supposed to take place in 1970s in vietnam so it's like an alternate history thing but he gives them like this crazy like futuristic electromagnetic gun to like break down the monster and stuff like that um which is unfortunate because you don't see any of that basically it, it kind of just peat like peters off and kind of ends right. that one um it, you know he the, there's this big point of exposition where the cia guy is telling him all this stuff and he gives them the equipment and then it kind of ends um which i could see why they did that because they're trying to say well we could option it for a feature uh and yeah. this would be like essentially act one act two ish right. um but the the practical effects and the gore in that one was just through the freaking roof, dude. It was so gross. Yeah. Like the the peeling back of the skin always gets me. Like that degloving or whatever. Like when it, when, <laughs> when it just peels and you can see what's under it when you're not supposed to is just super gross. And it happens like multiple times. Yeah. And then the guy who's all burnt up or whatever too. Like yeah, even like how that movie kicks, how it kicks off. It's like. Here's a oh, yeah. really awesome. jarring. Uh, here's something you don't want to see, and it, that's how the movie exactly. starts. So it's like that's yeah. the first shot. So it's it's uh, you know like a deformed face or basically something. yeah yeah I think that's what because it was. like these what they're saying was that like the alien whatevers would like basically reform the inside of your body so that your it like your skin was over this weird like cockroach shell right or whatever so like they could peel back the skin and they would see this like weird deformed hard exoskeleton under your skin basically and then like you got like these sharp teeth and stuff and like the river god when it show when you see the river god which is essentially like it starts off as just a a a human with no skin you can see the bones and the muscles and then like right. it has this weird like armor that forms around it but when the armor forms around it it's like super gross looking too um and it's just just nasty like the whole thing was was <laughs> like here's what we can do with practical the practical right. side of stuff basically right yeah it was, uh, it was it, you know it's it's like um what's what's that uh what, what's the werewolf of london or uh, oh american werewolf american of Wo- london yeah where it's like yeah it, you know, you get like these nice, like solid looks at these um, effects, and they're all visual effects, and they're all like they look really real. Um, yep. But it's it's like you know that's what the movie is like. You're just gonna yep. be looking at it, you know, like in Werewolf. But in in Werewolf, it um, I guess it kind of had a different kind of it, totally different tone to it, totally different vibe. But this the idea that you would be just looking at you know a gross yeah. thing for the entire 
that's like what the movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's I like mean the premise is there's like explicit there's shots and shit. Yeah, exactly. There's like explicit shots in Firebase where like one where they peel the guy's face back to show the like the the weird alien thing underneath. You know, like, yeah. And they show it like it's just that's it. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's super super gnarly. Um, and then Zygote, which was my by far my favorite oh, one. Me too. Um, that was my favorite. So good, dude. The monster in Zygote was one of the most original monsters I have seen what? What? in like, a long time. Who the fuck came up with that, dude? That shit is right? amazing. Like art, super amazing. I mean, and never like said that about a horror was, film, but art, dude. Like that was dude, that was so sick. seriously. Like that was and oh, like oh god. It sucked because like, sorry for interrupting you, but nope. it sucks that um, you're good. It looked more CGI than the other things, but yeah. like it kind of had to. But like, just yeah. I was so blown away by the creativity of it that I didn't even care. No, dude. Like that's like like when I'm watching uh, Guillermo del Toro movies. I'm just like, this is CG, but it looks this is really neat. Yeah, like it's really neat. Exactly. It was like that, but like, like horrific. Like it wasn't it didn't the have little that details thing. behind it too. Yeah, like, like all that. Yes. The, the little ha- okay, but did you notice? Like okay, so the monster is basically like this weird pile of human arms and hands and feet and legs and eyes. Like it just and eyes yeah. and it like absorbs humans and then. It, forms its own body so like its arms are just a bunch of human arms and its hands are just a bunch of human hands and it, so like yeah and fingers and, yeah yeah and fingers and but did you notice that there's a couple of arms and hands that actually hold up it's like weird face thing oh no yeah so like so it's it, holding it was, up its own yeah head? it's holding up its own head whoa i did not yeah. notice that that's crazy so there's like weird little details like that um wow but like the monster is just is creepy and they do a good they do a big portion where they actually like show it like you know there's like quick, quick shots at the beginning but then there's that. points where you actually see it which is cool like you don't normally get that clear of a view right um like yeah it was like hey look you know because normally it's like all right, we made our movie, we got our star, and how do we get our monster in here? Well, let's do some quick shots. We'll do a beauty shot, do a money shot. Yeah. Uh, but in this movie, it was like the the monster is the movie, you know? Like It totally the is. Mo- it was like an excuse to show off, like, really a really creative monster and how, like, the VFX will, like, enhance the experience of the movie. And, dude, like, this is why this is the best one. It's because it's, like... It felt like what they were doing with this monster was like that. Like I've never seen a movie where I was like the mo- the monster is cool. That's why I like it. Like that's that's yep. why I like this movie because I li- I like watching the monster, a VFX monster. I don't think I would ever ever thought I would say that, <laughs> but uh, yeah, right. Like dude, like it's fucking good. It's super good monster. Super good. Yeah. Uh, and I, it's so hard. Like you have to see it. Like you can see models of it on Steam. You can you, see it you gotta online. Watch it move. Um, it's not you, a, you do. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. And the sound of that that whining that sound it's, that yeah, they give it, it to like, like like twelve like people who are like starving like about to yeah, die you know and exactly. they're like moaning like that's what mm-hmm. the sounds are and it, God what a horrific God it's so so horrific and it's just as it's just as graphic as the other ones i mean it's a little toned back just because of the nature of it but yeah you know basically it's a quick it's a short little story where uh, dakota fanning's in it actually she um and 
her and this guy are basically like the last two survivors, um, this captain guy, and he plucked his own eyes out because he was like, saw this light that was like, he describes it as like something he never wanted to see again. So he tried to gouge his eyes out before he could like see it. Um, and so she's like, she's some low level, uh, it's supposed to be a synthetic. So it's like, you know, there's, there's this weird sci-fi world going on, but she's like this low level person who's basically only existence is to like go into places and basically see if there's deadly gas. Right. Um, because they, so the background is that the earth is like in this post apocalyptic post apocalyptic state and this base on the uh in the north pole area in the uh, arctic is like the one of the last bastions of like survival or whatever and it's like the super high tech base uh so she's like this really low level guy he's like a more high level guy um and then he is blind so he's like trying to get her to like do all the the work and he like teaches her how to like you know shoot the gun like this i'm going to give you access to this and then he sacrifices right. himself and gives her his gives her his finger so that she can get through the checkpoints um which doesn't work and she has to cut the uh, the the multiple arms off of the arm yeah. of the monster God. and she's using each one to like scan Ugh. um which is super cool idea. Gross, super dude. cool. I'm glad they implemented so that. Um, and he gets stabbed in the face by the monster and like absorbed into it. And like she finds out she's not a synthetic. Like there's all these weird. It's like crazy how much de- they like stuffed how much into they it. Add. And it's such like a yeah. simple little like run away. Super simple story. Run away. Like fight the th- like That's fight it. or flight. You know. Yeah. Like they That's spend it. some time flighting and they spend some time fighting and they spend <laughs> some time planning to flight or and fight mm-hmm. so that's it and it's it's that's it they don't even kill the and monster at the end awesome <laughs> uh, no nope. spoilers no no but the ending was cool that was the best ending because it actually like first of all she it, it, it completed like a small scene or arc or whatever like right like a sequence but no, like then she it's like stuff. leaves you on this cliffhanger yeah. of like yeah but then it leaves you on this cliffhanger of like okay she made it to safety but how say like like what does that mean like right like she's by herself on this ship now like exactly what is she and the monsters outside of this titanium door right yeah Yeah, it's so crazy that one if if you for some reason only want to watch one of them that is the one to watch uh by far it's i just I, i i want like a freaking like i'm looking at the steam app for Oat Studios right now in the background and it's cycling through all the model it shows you pictures of all the models of all the monsters and I just oh, want cool. like a small like statue of that monster because it's so freaking <laughs> creative dude like yeah no dude it, me too me too and you know I'm not I'm not normally the type of person who is like into that kind of shit but I want that thing that thing is like yeah freaky dude that's so like awesome freaking cool and dude they better make them of all the movies to make something out of dude, like dude's eye goat you know you could 100% make and that I think into I mean they've do already it. done it I think you can do it and you can make a feature out of this thing with, with this creature um, dude you know it's 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 fucking alien it's the same idea as alien exactly um, exactly but like with a Guillermo del Toro monster like sign me up for that shit dude I would I would pay for that Hundred uh, percent. I would hundred you know, percent. The, the this zygote, it feels like Dead Space. 
combined with there you go yeah uh like a, a, a specific scene in resident evil 4 where you're fighting this i can't even remember what it's called but you're like going down the hallway and it's like coming up uh it's coming from the ceiling it comes from the floor and you have to like freeze it and then you have to shoot yep. it i don't someone somewhere knows what i'm talking about but it's Oh, it's I do. Good. You do. Yeah, you know that game. That game was I awesome. I played Dead Space. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it's it's definitely like yeah, you better like she does take some limbs, otherwise you take you, some you limbs. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one super awesome. Limb, so I'm definitely glad. Sim- stimulator. <laughs> uh, <oops>. Stimulator. Stimulator. <laughs> um, I'm definitely glad. I think it was you who said we should do this, so I'm definitely glad we did this. Um, I wanted to watch these anyway, so this was a good oh, yeah, reason me too. to. Yeah, my buddy kept uh, bugging me. He's like, "Dude, did you watch? Uh, did you watch Zygote yet?" Because he sent it to me like a month ago, and I was like, "Dude, I'll get to it. Okay, I'll get to it." <laughs> I never did, but he's gonna listen to this episode. And uh, yeah, and shout out it. to Anthony Chelf. You're welcome, buddy. You're famous All now. Right. He's famous. We're making and so. I'm making him famous. Uh, so, I think, like I said, I think Cooking with Bill, I think, is something that they're doing. The shorts, the very, very shorts, are something they're kind of just ongoing doing. Yeah. I think they're doing one more for Volume 1 before they go into the rest. So, yeah. you know, look out for that. Oat Studios on YouTube. Um, I think they have a Twitter, the website, whatever. Like, however you want to keep track of it. Um, but I'm definitely going to be following them and I want to see the evolution of their business and how they actually, if they, if they if don't they survive or if they do survive, yeah. you know, or, you know, if somebody uh, buys them so, out. So, and, uh, I don't know how to vote for making Zygo into okay, let's do this. a feature let's film, do this. but if, if I figure had, that if, out, we'll definitely had, plug that oh. too. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you had to pick, um, two, Pick two. Does cooking with Bill count as a whole, or do I have to no. pick one specific? Oh, uh, here, here we go. Here we go. Let's pick one short one, one long one. Okay. Well, Zygote for sure. Yep. Me too. <laughs> if I had to pick two long ones, it'd be Zygote and Firebase. Um, I really liked Firebase a lot. Right. I think there was a lot of stuff there that they could have played with. Um, even though it was a little cliche. It still had a cool like backstory to it, right? Uh, if I had to pick one small one, it would have to be the Damasu cooking with Bill, the first one that they did uh, with that yeah. weird like chainsaw blade <laughs> thing. Um, which, just a quick quick little background with that. So the the they contacted this guy who was very well known in making like uh, practical effects props, and the guy who plays Bill is the guy that they contacted and uh, they weren't planning to have him be Bill but when they told him about the idea and the script that they had he was like I'll make it for you but I want to be Bill and Blomkamp and and the guy's very well known in the industry so Blomkamp was like really? okay like Like, sure (laughs) yeah totally it's all yours so that guy basically designed and built that thing which runs i mean it clearly is like a prop that has a motor in it and he's also the actor and he's super good as bill i know he's he's so fucking hilarious Uh, (laughs) yeah that one for sure so yeah i go for me of course uh because it's the best and it had the most interesting characters it had the the coolest monster, and it felt like the monster was like a reflection of the characters too. So it was like they're, yeah. they're like in, integrated in a really interesting way. 
Um, uh, yeah, Firebase I I enjoyed, but you know it it, it didn't have the same like power. It, it didn't have the same like cinematic po- uh, power yeah. that Zygote had. Totally, because uh, Zygote was so specific and um, it felt so contained, and it was just like this little perfect button up package sort of a thing. Um, and it had a little bit of everything, you know. Uh, also, Firebase did not uh, have a little bit of everything. Yeah. Of note. Zygote was the only one that had a third writer to it. Oh. So, uh, because I know Blomkamp was, he wrote, I think what he did was he wrote all these, and then the other guy who's credited as a writer, they went back and forth after Blomkamp wrote these to keep, because he was giving them to the other guy to, like, quote, spruce it up, basically. Um, But Zygote (laughs) was the only one that had three. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, I think that helped... Uh, oh, interesting. The direction of the story. I wonder you know if they I mean? were like, hey, we want to do something a little more con- contained. We, yeah. we should get bring someone in who has experience doing this kind of thing and who can write this, you know? Yep. Um, that's because I, I, my gut says that they, they were thinking ahead of time about that. And, you know, it shows. You know, it shows. It if that's really what they were planning, then props to them for grabbing someone else and giving them a job. You know, that's really nice. Yep. Um. And then let's see for the smaller ones. I honestly, it's a toss up between God and uh, sushi. Like, because <laughs> God, I just I love God. Like, God it's, it's amazing. It's great. Like, it's funny. <laughs> the other ones are still funny, but like, God is like very obvious humor. Humor, and I feel like you could enjoy it with a bunch of different people. Um, it was the lightest one by far. It was, the, it was pretty light. Like, I feel like I could watch it with. A group of people but like i don't think i could watch uh cooking with bill with like a group of my friends because it's i feel like a lot of people will just not get it but with that said sushi man oh my god sushi dude sushi just like i love the knife one because he like hurts himself and it's like that looks extremely dangerous and you have a <laughs> feeling that he's gonna hurt himself like the entire yeah. time and then he does and it's hilarious but then sushi <laughs> Sushi's like sushi. You didn't know what to expect. Like it just came out of nowhere. He just comes out with hair, and he's like, he's he's like looking at it, like dreading. He's like, I have to eat this. And he's like, the scissors. Do we, do we have scissors for cutting hair? It's also funny that he's like, sushi is like this new. Uh. <laughs> He's also like, God, it's, it's like, perfect. here's sushi is this new, this new food from Japan. And like, these are called chopsticks. This is utensils from Japan. Like, it's like, because yeah. it's supposed it's to take, like, like it looks like it takes it. place in the 70s. Yeah. 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 But it's like, oh while he's God. explaining those things, it's like, there's clearly hair in it and everyone is disturbed, but he's still like, it's like on with the show sort of a thing, you know, like the show must go it's on. Also, yeah. Like when he first pulls it out, he's like, "Look at this is awesome! This is awesome!" And then like, for, then there's like this weird switch in him where he's like, "Oh, I eat this now," and he gets all grossed out. And then his yeah. like assistant, like chick or whatever, is just like <laughs> always looking at it, like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's the best. It's it the, is. I fucking love sushi, man. Yeah, just her like. She's like shaking her head. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah, yeah. super funny. Love it. Um, Love it. But yeah, so dang, we're at like hour and a half. So this is a short episode. 
<laughs> this is a short one. This uh, actually is a shorter one, so we did we did okay. We did okay. But it was worth it was worth, it was worth it, into dude. all this sushi, stuff for sure. God sushi, psycho, uh God. What was the one that you liked? The knife one? Don, I think it's like Damasu or Damasu, something like that. Yeah, all those are Yeah. I mean they're all they're all good in their own way, but man, what what sand what great short films. Like how many good short films have Seriously. you actually watched? Like and how many are made <laughs> like uh, these guys are making yeah, pretty not, good yeah. short films just like right away and you know that's it's you know why it's because they're good filmmakers <laughs> it's because exactly. they've, they've done a lot already and they already know exactly. how to do it so get out there and make your own short films guys. and that it really like it shows you the power of being short and sweet too just like make it quick you know make cooking quick. with Bill is like two to three minutes just Dude, yeah. I, I wonder if, like, there. if they've made any and just nixed them. Like, didn't show them. You know? I think, well, they seem to, like, make a bunch and then get them kind of in the hole and then release them. You know what I mean? I so, bet you there's some some that they're, I like, we're not releasing. You know? I bet they bury some of them. Yeah. Probably. There's always some that, like, don't show up. But that's the whole work. point of the studio is that... They're kind of trying to get past that, too, where it's like, okay, we made it, so let's just get it out there, you know? Like, there is no, like... It's all experimental, so it's it's throw it out there and see what happens type of thing. Um, and if it doesn't yeah. work, it doesn't work, and if it works, cool, it works. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. That's literally what, so, some, what making movies are, too, in Hollywood. It's just like, hey, I, yep. hope, we, I hope this works, you know? It's a yep. roll of the dice exactly. every time. It's always a roll of the dice. <laughs> Yeah, as a filmmaker, even as Nolan, I'm sure there's lots of points in his filmmaking process where he's like, I don't know how this is going to end. Yes. So and, let's just keep going. And at the same time, he's like, I wish this would just end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. I just want to uh, go home and just not. Filmmakers, films. if they say they know what they're doing. <laughs> nope. If filmmakers who say they know what they're doing Liars. in the middle of their filmmaking process are lying, um, you essentially don't know what the outcome's gonna be like until it's done. I don't, just look uh, at the emoji movie. Scary. Look at the emoji movie. Everyone yeah. thought, this is gonna be a huge success. What's happening? It's not. Not even not even close. Which, honestly, I kind of want to go see it because it's getting such bad reviews. Um, you know. There's I, also you that know. YouTube star movie. What was that The one? YouTube stars or whatever. It's like five of like the biggest YouTube stars or whatever are in this movie. I don't know. Is that I don't coming out? do a lot of YouTube stuff. So it's, uh, I think so. You should go to YouTube and type it in and pop. Uh, there's a trailer for it, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Is it a studio film? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's just like a bunch of like super like douchey. Like PewDiePie and shit in it. Oh, yeah, God. like the the big quote unquote YouTube stars. Yeah, uh, God, that sounds like yeah, that I sounds know. like my the worst my worst nightmare, honestly, of a movie. So stupid. Yeah. Uh, well, who knows? It could be okay, good. So, Look at Lego Movie. Lego Movie did it, and they made a good movie. I don't think that one's gonna be good. Lego Movie. I don't think it already be good. came out. No, Lego Lego was good. No, I don't think the YouTube movie's oh, gonna be good. I don't. But you know, Lego Movie. Everyone had doubts, and then look how good it was. Yeah. You know. So you know, you never know. You never know. Yeah, that's true. You never know. Okay, 
So, if you have any questions, topics, suggestions, opinions, or if you have any fact corrections, send an email to btbfilmspodcast at gmail.com. We're always trying to learn new things, so we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can also visit our Facebook page and join our group to comment on or discuss this week's episode or past episodes, all of which can be found on iTunes um, or at soundcloud.com slash btbfilms. I can't remember the iTunes uh, URL, but, you know, just type in... Go to iTunes and search for it. Oh, um, I have it here. Or I have it here. Okay. Uh, uh, app. Uh, sorry. iTunes dot com slash the angel sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had to fit it in there. Did it? Had to fit it in there. Nicholas. Uh, sorry. Intro and outro. Me- <laughs> Uh, our intro and outro, I mean, it doesn't feel right when Byron's not here to like reference all that. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Um, our intro and outro music was composed by Curtis Skinner who can be found at skinnyproducing.com Skinny. next week we'll be covering Dunkirk and Hell's Angels uh, finally getting into what will become well what I think will become our ongoing war series um, Hell's Angels is the 20s or 30s I think it's 30s film uh, by Howard yeah. Hughes so it we're has talking a lot about of old film dog fighting in it dog fight movie. yeah it's about uh aerial fighting um yeah. Yeah, dog fighting so it's about uh air the planes and aerial fighting and whatnot so and it's got a crazy production because howard hughes was a crazy motherfucker um yeah so watch those and so you can be a part of the discussion thanks for listening thanks guys bye bye uh